misunderstanding the texts of the Quran and the Sunnah. Likewise, we have a common problem which is known as medical depression. Meaning depression is a problem which is very common. You will be surprised the number of people who have, who have depression. Some of them may divert their depression to religion how by misinterpreting the text of the Quran and the Sunnah so at home they may have other problems but then they take it out on the Muslim inside of the Muslim it takes place a man gets charged by his wife at home comes to the Muslim and has a good go at the Muslim or at the Muslim committee very common problems this happens in the depression takes its forms in many ways so many Time to the number of people asking me regarding controversial things, being a controversial figure, I know that they have something else behind the question. Meaning they may have a problem at home, uh, something that's causing them to have depression, and therefore they need something else to distract the mind. What better than controversy? Sometimes controversy makes can I request more recordings please? Because the other one recording, what happens is people upload these smartphone recordings and then people don't go on to the actual quality recordings that we make. So pay attention to the lecture rather than if you're recording your own, you're going to be worrying about the camera angle and then you won't be paying attention to what I'm saying. Because we and Dr. discussed the problem of people not attending the mystery, that's why we tend not to have live streams as well because alhamdulillah today is well attended whenever i come stoke the brothers come out to attend and this brings a warmth in the masjid uh, uh, debate is not a problem as long as it it's after the salah <laughs> so as long as it's after the salah now with regard to depression if we study depression of course we can study depression from a, a, a medical perspective but we can study depression from a religious perspective. But if we use our logic, if we study the causes of depression and the way he listed, uh, there's a method in logic which they call istikra. Istikra, inductive logic, is like the example they give in the books of logic. A man goes around, he investigates all the animals that eat, and he notices most of the animals eat with their bottom jaw. So he makes the conclusion, all animals eat with the bottom jaw. Of course, this can be contradictory with a crocodile, because the crocodile eats with the top part of the mouth. This method is called inductive logic. We use that with inductive logic. We can write down the causes of depression. So I listed five, if anyone, there is a sixth one, but I will see if anyone, uh, apart from the driver who drove me here, who I told, if anyone else has the sixth, uh, a reason for depression, they can place their hand up because we try keeping this as interactive as we can. Number one is regret of the past. So a person, he may have failed his GCSEs as a child because he messed around in school, annoyed the teachers, and didn't listen to his father when his father said study, and now he's working in a restaurant or a taxi base and he regrets the past. Or in some cases, a person may have been forced into a marriage. After being forced into marriage, 
he regrets saying yes. Likewise, of course, the English brothers here won't relate to that, but in the Pakistani community, that's very common. Likewise, a person may have regrets regarding a decision they may have made in life, and then life goes on and then they regret the past. So this is cause number one which I listed, that people have regrets regarding the past and they think of the past. And of course, after divorce or after uh, so many other things, people dwell on this and then this leads to depression. Secondly, another reason is fear of the future. So a person is unsure regarding the future, meaning currently we have Theresa May in power, so many people are unsure of the future, but they become worried and depressed, meaning what road is the country going down? Likewise, we have problems in the in the masajid. When you go to a masjid, you expect uh, tranquility and tum'anina, meaning tranquility of the heart. But you go to the masjid, you see people arguing, or you see a lack of tranquility in the masjid. This can be, and you think about the future, meaning where is the future, future taking us? Likewise, a person may be worried about his own personal future. Where is he going to be in 10 years from now? Where will he be in 5 years from now? So, if a person dwells on this for too long, this also leads to mental depression. That if, it, if this becomes a fixated state, the person becomes depressed. A third reason is fear of death. Now, death is one of the reasons why some people may become depressed. This one, by the way, there's two reasons in the list. There are two reasons in the list which would not apply to all Muslims. Which would not apply to all Muslims. This is one of them. Fear of death. Most Muslims know what will happen after death. But uh, depression will happen if a person uh, may be a non-Muslim. And this, of course, this lecture is relevant to non-Muslims as well, because they may attain guidance from this. That fear of death may lead them to thinking of what will transpire with me once I enter the grave. I'm sure Richard Dawkins now, past the age of 70, yet has had a stroke. He must be thinking regarding this meaning. At the end, he's a human being. And a stroke is uh, a bad illness. We pray to Allah, Allah cure him and guide him. In this, of course, Allah cure him and guide him. Guide him to Islam. Or guide him to the guidance of the Quran. But this, he may be in a state now of depression. Yes? So, uh, why? Because fear of the unknown. Meaning he will go out into the abyss, out in, into the unknown. He, uh, Carl Sagan, the astronomer, after all he had written, he was still an atheist, meaning regarding space and uh, aliens and whatnot. But at the end, he had to die. Likewise, Christopher Hitchens, even though Christopher Hitchens was the, uh, was the brand of atheist that said, even if I see God Almighty, I will object to him. But at the end, after all the flash photography, that photography today, uh, flash photography and the conferences and all the lights and the people and all this, at the end, a person is in a room alone about to face death. Everyone, Muslim, non-Muslim, meaning we are not always in the state of a conference or a speech or meeting people. When a person sits alone at home and in a cold country like the UK, 
unlike the Makkah al-Mukarramah when you go to Makkah al-Mukarramah the doors are open and people are coming in and out that it's nice and of course there's barakah the, the place, the blessings of the place but in the UK when, when winter nights are long and a person is sitting alone and for, for the one below the poverty line the one in the council uh, house council estate that poor soul imagine the depression why because of fear of that meaning what will happen to me after that so this is the third reason which i have listed fourth reason related to the third but it in fact is a separate reason meaning of life meaning they may not know the meaning of life so uh, they write books like the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy to the universe there's a book and a movie uh, with this name why do they write this because to give meaning of life to people so instead of giving uh, meaning to this world, they'll go on to aliens and talk about multiple universes and what exists beyond those universes which can take the mind out into imagination, remove the depression for a while, but then we go back to the original question, what is the meaning of my life? So this also leads to depression. Like I said, two of the reasons should not happen with the true Muslims. What are those two reasons? The meaning is that what happened, what transpires after death, and the meaning of life. These two we should know. But the fifth reason is the most common amongst Muslims. Apart from reason one and two, the most common one amongst Muslims, which is problems in life. This can revolve around uh, income. So many uh, Pakistani old men, they talk about how beautiful Pakistan is. Pakistan is a beautiful country, Kashmir is beautiful, Punjab is beautiful. But none of them live in Pakistan. Why? Because uh, financially, they will not be well off in Pakistan. Once in a, a khutbah, in a, a sermon, I said Pakistan is a banana state. People became offended. They went into the masjid office, they said, why is the khatib? The, the Imam of the Masjid referring to Pakistan as a banana state. The committee uh, member said, if it, if it were not a banana state, what are you doing here? I mean, you should be in Pakistan and in the living if the economy was so well off. So, it, financial problems are one of the main problems, but remember, this is life problems, like it may be finance for some people, but for other poor people, it may be. Poor as in, not in the sense of wealth, poor in the sense of uh, mental depression, poor souls, is that they may be worried regarding their own health, or they may have problems of health, or their children's health. This dwelling and this may lead a person to uh, depression, like a person I met recently, that he, he was depressed, at the time he was depressed, he was bringing up other subjects, religious subject, but I knew this person has another problem. He is using those controversial issues to divert his mind from the real issues in his life. There was a person I went to attend, I was discussing with him, he kept bringing up controversial issues, legal, backbiting, the Namima, spreading gossip, discussing this controversy with this scholar and this controversy with that group and this sect and that sect, but I could tell there's something else. He was not a scholar or a student of knowledge. I could tell this, there was something else. So later on it transpired, his daughter had a certain illness and I realized that this person has a problem in his personal life. So they may use those issues to distract their mind. Sometimes what people do is they may have that financial problem 
when the finances are low, they go home, their wife really does their head in, and then they need a, a controversial issue to uh, bring up, meaning they go out, oh, they spread gossip. Spreading gossip is another way of distracting the mind. So in reality, the, the psychology of this is distracting the mind. Because the mind is depressed, you need, like some people just watch comedy and television. This is why you have TV addiction, because television distracts you from your worldly problems. So these are the five main causes of depression that we can go into the depth of each cause. But I would like to ask, have any of you worked out the six? Is there any idea? Go on, brother. Just two, two far off guesses, Chef. One is genetically inherited, and the other one I could think of was Sihar. Correct. Sihar. The Sihar magic was, but we're not going to Sihar today. So many people, they contact me because uh, it's become quite famous part from debating that I do exorcisms as well. So, so, for some reason, they contact me. So I say, have you asked your doctor regarding this problem? No. We went straight to Pisa. Uh, they done Pisa, uh, but as in Ranshasa, we tell you, 99% problems are uh, related to mental health, apart from uh, people being uh, attracted to groups like ISIS, meaning it's a small problem compared to the number of Muslims in UK who avoid going to the doctor for mental issues. And of course I believe if we paid more attention to that, uh, some of these uh, uh, recruits for ISIS would be also cured. Because people have problems in their lives, but they like using religious issues to distract their problems. Now, the question after this is, worries, stress and anxiety, can a person ever do away with worries, stress and anxiety? The answer is no. This is a clear answer. You can never do away with worries, stress and anxiety. Remember, these are different anxiety known as qalaq in Arabic. And these are different to depression. Medical depression is when the, the problem that is gnawing away at the person's mind remains constant in the mind. And this leads to medical depression. As opposed to anxiety, worry, sorrow. A person dies in your family, you mourn for three days, you are sad. You may remember the person for years to come. This is not depression, this is a natural human state. So, if people think there is a magical cure, for worry, stress, and anxiety, no. There is a spiritual cure to lessen the problem of worry, stress, and anxiety. There's a spiritual cure to decrease the problem of worries, decrease stress, <coughs> decrease anxiety. Yes, this is what we're going to later, but is there a cure for anxiety, worry, and depression to remove it totally? No. Like a fear. Now the Quran says, Yes, it does say this meaning, Behold, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is having us alerting us Allah. Inna awliya Allah. Those who have attained closeness to Allah, taqarrub to Allah. They 
will never face fear. لا خوف عليهم ولا يحزنون. And they will never be grieved. But we also know that when Sayyidina Musa faced Fir'aun, the magicians, they threw their staffs, and the staffs became snakes. And Sayyidina Musa was frightened in the sense that a natural fear, meaning not a Nabi is permanent, meaning perfect, but a natural human fear, which is if someone uh, was standing behind the door and you walked and they shouted out aloud, a natural trembling of the heart will occur. This is natural. So one of the attributes of prophets, which is Jah, is permissible for them, is Al-Aradu Al-Sharia, human trait. This is one of those traits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, do not fear, meaning do not even have that fear. Why? Because you will be victorious. Likewise, uh, grief is natural when the son of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said when Ibrahim passed away, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam cried that who is more perfect from the creation of Allah than the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is why you can never remove anxiety, stress and worries totally. They are never totally removed. But can you decrease them? The answer is yes. Because uh, medical terms in the uh, if you notice, in America they publish every year, or every other year, for psychiatry they publish a voluminous work, I forgot the name now, a voluminous work which they give the diagnosis of different mental illnesses and they may say, um, you may find OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, and everyone may have a family member who has this, yes, like, meaning if the shoes are not straight they will straighten the shoes, that's not too bad. But some cases, the curtain must be straight. If it's not straight, then they throw a tantrum. Yes, if the clothes are not ironed, some shiuk have this as well. The clothes are totally, meaning if there's a crease, the crease has to be ironed out and the imama must look good. Some of them even wear makeup before going onto the stage. Yes, this is obsessive. Psychiatrists call it obsessive compulsive disorder. But we will have other names for this. Likewise, um, that leads to anxiety, but can this be decreased? The answer is yes. If a person uh, looks into uh, the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah and the Quran as we will do so, we notice that this can be decreased. Likewise, the way anxiety, worry and sorrow cannot be decreased, it cannot be removed but can be decreased. The question is, can depression be removed? The answer is yes. Depression, I would say, is not a medical definition. You, can, you should always refer to professionals in their own field. So, uh, psychiatrists will have a different definition, but my definition of depression is when someone has a anxiety, sorrow, or a, a worry a permanent, as a permanent state, as a permanent state, that is depression. So, they may be worried about the banks repossessing their homes. They may be worried about losing their job. They may be worried about losing a child. They may be worried about an illness. They may be worried about an illness of their own or their own family members. They may be worried about something as vain 
as a worldly position, but a constant worry of this particular thing is what is, I would call mental depression when they are concerned about this one thing around the clock. So when that is constant state of an individual, this is a depression. So some people, they may have been fast uh, in driving and they cause an accident. When they cause an accident, they are to blame. Then later on, a bill is sent to them 15,000 pounds or 20,000 pounds and they become depressed and worried. So constant state of depression. Yes, this happens. Car insurance in Muslim areas is so high. I don't drive myself, but I ask drivers so many times, why is car insurance so high in Muslim areas? And because every other household has two cars or three cars. And you look at the homes of, I don't use the word English people because in that definition we're English. Yes? Because we're born here. I use the, let's use the word non-Muslims, most of them, and not even non-Muslims. You look at Asian people mainly, there are two or three cars outside of their homes because the uh, family needs two or three cars and then when they drive, they drive reckless. Then they end up in so many accidents. Recently in Birmingham there was an accident where a young man was driving so fast, 120 on a how fast, 120 on a 20 mile road and the car crashed, killing uh, him. His head was decapitated and the other driver, the other passenger died and one is on his deathbed now. So this is common amongst Muslims. But this will lead to uh, depression. Likewise, so many different things, constant worry. So, how do we cure each problem? So go back to the list of five things. We go back to problem number one, regret of the task. How do we, we know the symptom, but how do we cure, uh, we know the problem, but how do we cure this problem? Regret of the task. In the hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that the word low, if, is one of the doors of shaitan. That if a person says, if only I had done such and such, then I would have been better off. Yes? So many of us would know that things in the past that we may regret. Some things which we have no choice over. The things that we have a choice over, those things, people say, if only I had done this. But the Messenger of Allah said, this is the door of shaitan. Why? Because, why is it the door of shaitan? Because shaitan uses this to cause depression. So, a person should say, this was the divine will of Allah. What He had willed for me has happened and transpired. If, what do we mean by that? People who didn't attend that creed course, just to clarify for them, this means Allah gave me a free will in the past, and by my own free will I chose this decision. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created those things that transpired and it occurred. Now I must learn from my past mistake because of mu'min a believer does not fall in the same hole twice. So this relates to those things which a person has a choice in. 
Once he realizes that the door of shaitan is only if, then he will never reflect on the past mistakes. He will learn from the past mistakes. Meaning, you don't forget the past, you learn from the past. So this, this rule applies to so many different things. You can apply the rule yourself and so many scenarios. But what about those things which you have no choice? In those things, this comes down to problem number five again. Problem number five, meaning what the divine will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. When you get to question five, we'll go back to that. Those things which a person has no choice. With regard to problem number two, which is fear of the future. Fear of the future. What do we mean firstly by when we say a person should have tawakkul, reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What do we mean by this? What we mean by this is that a person takes the asbab, the means of doing something. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates and grants him those things. So for instance, if someone is applying for a job, he applies for the job, but then worries regarding whether he will achieve, uh, meaning he will have the job or not. He starts worrying over this thing. This is worry for the future. When in reality, what tawakkul is, we know all know the example of the hadith, which mentions that the person ties his camel and then relies on Allah. So as long as you have carried out the means, then you rely on Allah, you should never fall into a state of depression. Someone may say, sometimes the means do not exist. Like you, you are lost in a country, you have no means of leaving that country. Someone goes traveling, they get lost. If they go to uh, Rawalpindi, for instance. Yes, they get to Rawalpindi. They lost someone from Britain. When they get to Rawalpindi, they have no idea of what to do because they've lost their money. Someone stole their money. Oh, this happened, by the way. This happened in Multan. We traveled in 2004, we went to some historical site, someone pickpocketed one of the brothers, his money went, everything went. Yes? Now imagine that individual alone, not knowing the language, not knowing the culture, now he has fear of the future. What will happen? This person has no means as well. We just discussed if you have means of doing things. Means is, he has a bank card, he goes to the bank, he takes out some money and he buys an air ticket to go back to the UK, he has his passport, he, these are asbab. But imagine he lost his passport, he lost his card, he lost his money, what will happen? A state of anxiety, worry, and this can lead to depression if it's a continuous state. And it would be worse if he had his children with him. But who is the creator of Islam? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the absence of means does not mean he displays totally. What he does is he starts relying on the divine creator. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create means for me. And this is a matter of patience. 
And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordained or will for me to perish in this, on the streets of Rawalpindi, then let it be. But I will attempt to have the means, meaning access the means. So what should you do? Just go to the nearest British Embassy. So likewise, so this is tawakkul al-asbab, meaning tawakkul is relying on Allah, but uh, attaining the asbab, the means which Allah created. But if there is an absence of asbab, then supplicating to the maker of asbab. I'll give an example. If you have a constant problem in your life that is not getting resolved, then have a time in the morning before Salat al-Fajr, where you sit down and you supplicate to Allah, O oh Allah, the means of doing this thing have been closed for me. O oh Allah, I have no one to turn to accept you. Open the means for me. Constant knocking on the door will lead to what? To the door being open. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creating the asbab, the means. So this is the meaning of relying on the creator of the means and not relying on the means itself. The third and fourth problem, the third one was what? Fear of death. This one, like I said, is less for Muslims because a Muslim knows what will happen after death. Of course, if a person has a weakness of Iman, weakness of faith, a weakness of his own Iman, then this relates to learning the creed regarding Allah, why you believe in Allah, why you believe in the Messenger of Allah, why you believe in the Quran and the Hadith. This goes back to that. But a fear of death should a Muslim fear death, the answer is no. What should he fear? He should fear maybe his own actions, but death is a gift from Allah for the, for the, for the lover. Why? Because the one you've been, you have been supplicating to for all these years, the one you have been worshipping, the one you have turned to when you have needs, what will you do? You will meet him at the time of death. Meaning how? You will see the world of the unseen, your soul being transported, the angels. Likewise, your soul will go up. And remember the souls of the pious transcend into the heavens and go into an area called Illiyin, while the souls of the disbelievers go into Sijin, which is in the lower earths. But a, a believer has this belief, if he has belief, he has no problem with death. When Allah has given the judgment for his death, when he will face his creator, then he has no fear of death. With regard to the fourth problem, which is the meaning of life, and people have problems, and they don't understand what is the meaning of life. Again, for a Muslim, this is no problem at all, because we don't, the meaning of life is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us faculties and means by which we should learn to know Him. This is the meaning of our life. But yet, the example of those who do not know the meaning of life is like him. Imagine you had a banquet, a huge banquet. In that banquet feast, you had different types of food. And outside, you had a huge board. On the board was written, for those who are entering this banquet and eating from the table, Food, this food, and yet there's a picture of the food, is for eating in this order. Food number two is to be eaten like this.
food number three is to be eaten in this order. Meaning, on the board there is a whole guideline, there are guidelines to how to eat at the banquet. A group of people enter, some of them look at the board and they read the board. But the majority enter the banquet without looking at the board. When they enter, they sit at the table to feast. The group that did not read the board, what will happen? They eat one type of food, they will not enjoy it. Because imagine eating a trifle on, a, on an empty belly. Try to eat the main food. Or they eat a certain type of food and their teeth break. Or they eat another type of food and they get wind. They will have problems. But the group of people who read the board and they follow the instructions, they will enjoy themselves, they will enjoy the food and they will finish the banquet. This is how the world is like. Meaning, we are the guests at the banquet. The world is the banquet. And the guidelines for us are realized for us in Al-Qur'an al-Karim. Meaning, Al-Qur'an al-Karim has the cure for so many problems for people that if you refer back to the Qur'an, you'll find the problems for most of these problems. So, meaning of life, we know, is in order to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if you replace this, that you raise your children, that the meaning of life is that you'll be in competition with your relatives. The meaning of life is that you earn more money than anyone else. Not meaning, earning money is not a problem. You earn money in order to live in self-respect. It's different. If you talk, if, imagine two children, one is told, you earn money to live with self-respect. And another child is told, you earn money so you can look down on others. So, what difference would there be between the two? A great difference. So, the meaning of life, if it is replaced with something else, then a person is bound or doomed to face depression. The fifth, which is the problems people have in life, these are financial problems, problems of health, problems relating to other things. How do they overcome this? Of course, in many uh, discourses we have discussed this in detail, but Al-Qur'an al-Karim, remember, has the answers to all of these things. For instance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ Perhaps you may dislike something. And تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ But it is a good thing for you. وَعَسَىٰ أَن تُحِبُّ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ شَرْحٌ لَكُمْ And perhaps you will love something but it is bad yes this one uh, rule from the quran can resolve all the problems of course but when we reflect on the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we shall trial you, test you, 
بالشرنا first evil is mentioned you should try with evil والخير and the good someone may say we understand how a person can be tried with bad how can you be tried with good there are some people that if they are given so much wealth they become arrogant yes they become arrogant on the earth meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them wealth but they misuse their wealth like Nawaz Sharif yes modern example they misuse their wealth so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may give them sometimes to test them to increase them in their misguidance why when they choose misguidance sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases them in their misguidance when they choose misguidance but there are some believers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants good for so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what to give and how to give and how much to give to everyone وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ In this meaning you will find multiple verses of the Qur'an. In fact, if someone reflects on the meanings of the Qur'an, they will find the answers to all these problems. So, وَنَبْلُكُمْ بِالشَّرِّ We test you with evil, وَالْخَيْرِ And with good, فِتْنَةً as a tribulation. But remember, وَإِلَيْنَا تُرْجَعُونَ But to us you shall return. This is why in the Qur'an, what do the believers say? When إِذَا أَصَابَتُهُ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Which means, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ We are surely for Allah, meaning we belong to Allah. Yes? Meaning someone may say, Why have I been born with this illness? Because you belong to Allah and decided to keep you in. You belong to Allah. This is the meaning of Rabudiyah, servitude to Allah. Meaning when a Muslim, Realizing his servitude to Allah, Ubudiyah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the meaning of that. وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ And to him we shall return. Meaning, this dunya is a place of tribulation. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَاسْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعَمَهُ ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاطِنًا Which means what? أَسْبَغَ He poured over you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put all over us. What? Alaykum upon you. You know this word isbab. They use this in Nur al-Ibaq. You mean what? Isbab al-Wudu. That you make sure the water goes on the parts of the body. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَسْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعَمَهُ He put over you his favors. ظَاهِرَةٌ صَبَاقِنَا Yes, which means outwardly and inwardly. Regarding this statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are over 300 commentaries of the Quran regarding this. Over 300. But the summary of which is, what the Zahira mean? The favors of Allah which are recognizable are those which we know. We know we have food, we have drink. But Baqina, the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which are inward are those things that outwardly we think they are bad but inwardly there is a favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Example, you may have a tyrant ruler who rules over a country. Everyone dislikes that ruler, like Nawaz Sharif. Yes? Other leaders as well, so many different leaders. But someone dislikes that leader. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps that leader in power for a reason. The reason may relate to 
the leader, if he was not there, then more corrupt people will come into power. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. But this of course does not mean we approve of tyrants, no. It means those things which we never can, we can never change or we attempt to change but we cannot change. There is always a divine wisdom behind those things. So this is the meaning of that. Someone may say, has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed for us a means by which we can change those difficulties in our lives? I would say yes. Firstly, what I mentioned which was strengthening of Iman, strengthening in belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the first thing. Secondly, supplicating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the second thing. Thirdly, increasing the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our lives. How? Someone may say this does not affect the depression. Of course it does because the Quran says, Allah bi dhikri Behold, with the remembrance of Allah, the hearts find what? Peace and satisfaction and tranquility. Tum'anina is tranquility. Initially a person may start dhikrullah, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but later on this will start having an effect. Let's read some hadith by way of example. Al-Imam Qadarani in his book Al-Awsaf, narrates from Sayyiduna Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said مَنْ أَلْبَسَهُ اللَّهُ نِعْمَةً فَالْيُكْثِرْ مِنَ الْحَمْدِ لِلَّهِ Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covers with a favor then let them increase in thankfulness to Allah. Why? Because what this does is keeps the favor there. وَمَنْ كَثُرَتْ Whoever increases in sin, then let him increase in istighfar, seeking the forgiveness of Allah. Whoever his sustenance is slow to reach him, his sustenance is slow to reach him, then let him recite in abundance la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Meaning, your sustenance is slow to reach you, recite in abundance la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. This will have a spiritual effect, how? That due to your remembrance of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create the means on earth by which the sustenance will reach you. Meaning, the phone call you receive from the employer will come quicker. The means by which your sustenance is definitely your trade will pick up. So, in the same way, the Messenger of Allah said, and this hadith is narrated by Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, and Imam Abu Dawood. Al-Imam Ibn Majah from Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhumah that he heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say Man lazim al-istighfar ja'ala Allah lahu min kulli dayq makhraja wa min kulli hammin farja wa razaqahu min haythu la yahtasif that here the companion of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned 
that man lazim al istighfar whoever continuously does istighfar astaghfirullah 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 what will happen allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall make for him from every restricted situation allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make an exit for him yes if you say istighfar in abundance you're in a problem allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall remove the problem likewise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from every worry Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall make him make for him an opening any worry he reads astaghfirullah 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 eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall make an opening for him likewise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will sustain him from where he did not expect sustenance now with regard to la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah there is another hadith in the Mustadrak of Imam Al-Hakim where Imam Al-Hakim narrates a hadith that La hawla wa la quwata illa billah is a cure for 99 illnesses. The hadith states, Aysaruha al-hamma, the least of which is depression. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. When a person increases in saying La hawla wa la quwata illa billah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will eventually remove his depression likewise we have the hadith that sayyiduna ibn mas'ud radiyallahu anhu states that the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said man qara surah al-waqi'ah whoever recites surah al-waqi'ah kull laylatin that every night he recites this chapter what will happen he shall not be afflicted with any type of poverty. One final hadith which Imam Tabarani narrates from Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. This is in Al-Mu'jum al-Kadir. That Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud reports that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Man qara'a kul huwa Allahu ahad Whoever recites Surah Al-Ikhlas قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ حِينَ يَدْخُلُ مَنْزِلَهُ Whenever he enters his house What will this do? نَفَتِ الْفَقْرَ عَنْ أَهْلِ ذَلِكَ الْمَنْزِلِ وَعَنْ الْجِرَانِ It will negate poverty from the people of that house and from the neighbors. So likewise, there are so many different things that if we increase our recitation of the Qur'an and study of the Hadith and find these different things that remove depression of course this subject has multiple facets because the problem is very commonplace but we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he enable us to learn and remove this problem as much as possible from our community there is a hadith of the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he mentions the dua supplication that a person who suffers from depression reads one person came to me <coughs> from Halifax. His father was ill, but he ended up with a problem of mental depression. This person, I gave him this dua, which is the dua of Allahumma inni abduka, wabnu abdika, wabnu amatika, nasiyatin yadik. This is, is a dua which you can find in the normal books of supplication, like the Al-Azkar of Imam Nawi and other books. He recited this dua 
for a few weeks and his mental depression disappeared. That dua is very powerful. And you can find that dua, it's commonly found. But very few people recite this dua. How many times you recite? As much as you want. Likewise, a young person came to me with a problem of waswasa, which is continuous doubts. Kept, he kept getting doubts regarding his wudu, regarding his salah, regarding anything small someone would say. I made him increase his la hamda wa la quwwata illa billah, which we mentioned is a cure for 99 illnesses, the least of which is depression. After reading for a few weeks, he came to see me and he said the problem, majority of the problem is gone. Yes? So these are different cures found in the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to remove these problems. I'll call the Qawli Hala wa astaghfirullah alayhi wa lakum wa atubu ilayhi jazallah.